Hey there, Boss Read Ballers. Happy Friday to you. This is Patty Dominguez with Tim Wambeck, and you are listening to the Boss Read Society podcast, episode 78, where we are flipping the script and talking all about Tim Wambeck's business model. So we get a lot of questions all the time of, hey, how are you guys, um, how are you doing it? How are you, Boss Read? So in this episode, we are going through Tim's his business, Handicap This, what he's doing to evolve the business, taking it from offline to online. And um, he talks a lot about that whole process, the evolution. So it's pretty cool. We hope that you enjoy the show, get to know Tim a little bit more about what he's doing, his passion project, and just all the good stuff that's happening with Handicap This. There you have it. Please let us know what you think. At Boss Free Society is our handle, Twitter, Periscope, and of course, catch us over at Facebook.com, Boss Free Society, Dojo, D-O-J-O, and here is the show. Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Friday to our boss reballers. This is an episode of He Said She Said. We have a very special edition today. I happen to think it's special because it's featuring my brother from another mother, Tim Wambach. <laughs> oh, Patty, Patty, Patty! Thank you so much. Yeah. So okay. So here's the deal, guys. We have had some questions. I know that I've had people say to me, "Okay, Patty, you're boss free. Tim's boss free. How is it that you?" Uh, create an income like what is it that you do so we thought it'd be a lot of fun to kind of do a little bit of a feature so today we're going to be talking about Tim a little bit of his background on how he lives a boss free lifestyle and just the evolution of his business model because this is a thing we always have to be evolving right you don't want to ever stay static and I actually heard um, I think this was in Harvard, Harvard Business Review saying that business models and this whole business model process is very cyclical. So every three years, you have to really reconfigure what you're doing. And that was just as a general metrics. Because if you're really relying on your very same business model to apply and be sustainable for a long time, there's a chance that you may be putting yourself at risk. So this is just a really great example of how Tim is taking his business model, which he's going to be talking about, and now creating creating a bit of change, a wave of change, if you will. So Ooh, change like is that. good. Yeah, change is good. So, Tim, I am going to be interviewing you Ooh, today. The, 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 the tables have turned. The tables have turned. I'm flipping the script on Tim Wambeck. So, Tim, big question for you. What was the moment that you decided to become Boss Ray? You know, I guess this is a this is actually a good question. Um, and I... I the, the moment I became boss free, I believe, is when I was like 10 or 11 years old. Uh, I was uh, playing Little League Baseball. I was, I was a, you know, a good, a good ball player. Uh, you know, I was someone that had a lot of fun. And my dad worked three jobs, so he rarely could come to my games. And one day in the, in the future, he, we said, all right, well, this, this Saturday, you, you know, he, 
my dad was working in the later in the afternoon. I had an early afternoon game. He's like, I'm going to come to your game and blah, blah. So long story short, uh, this, this game, I ended up having one of my best games and my dad was only able to be there for part of it. So what happened was I had a home run, my first at bat, my dad saw it and then time was getting close. So he had to leave, but he went home to change. And then in route to his job, he came back to the, to the baseball field and I had been up again and I had already hit another homer that he missed and then he left and then I hit another homer so I had three homers that game and the thing that I remember though about that was after my my dad came back so he he saw one home run but then he missed the second one and he was talking to my mom I was playing first base and and uh, I could just see the look in my dad's eyes and he kind of was disappointed obviously and frustrated and that was kind of the day that I realized that I didn't want to trade time for money, even though I probably have been doing that a lot anyway. But that way, I would say that is where the uh, where I can trace everything back. To, so, to that. can you close the gap? So then, in other words, it was something where you envisioned when you were a, when you exactly would become exactly. a father, you wouldn't be there, like be in that situation where you wouldn't be there for your son or daughter. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And, and nothing against my father. I love him to pieces. I mean, he's, he was, couldn't have asked for a better father. Uh, it was just the fact that he was always working to provide for, for myself and my younger sister and, and my mom. So it, it was something that I had to uh, to wrestle with. Yeah, definitely. It kind of reminds me of Henry Kaminsky, Kaminsky Jr.'s episode. Uh, it's Bossery Society episode show 56 where he talks about that pivotal moment being um, his dad, like he was at a soccer game right, or right. he was playing soccer and he's like, I was so bad at it, but my dad was, <laughs> was cheering me on. And, and he's like, and I felt like a million bucks when he, and when he kicked the goal, I'm probably yep. chopping that up. But I think that's the gist of it. Uh, it's yeah, so yeah. amazing how those years are so formative in really establishing these moments of psychology that come into play. You're like, okay, these are decisions that are then later made. It's incredible. It's like in that moment, he figured, man, I can do anything. And so for you, when you were at that game, you're like, man, I'm never going to put myself in that position when I'm not there for the, you know, for the home runs. Exactly. It's so cool. Exactly. Okay. So tell me, uh, tell me in a nutshell, what is it that you do, Tim? That's a good question. And sometimes I find myself wondering the same thing, (laughs) but, uh, really the, the, the gist of what, what I do is I, 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 perform in a two-man stage show called Handicap This with my buddy Mike Berkson. Mike has uh, cerebral palsy, virtually no movement of his arms and his legs. And that's kind of how we all, that's how this whole thing started. I was Mike's one-on-one aide in school back in 2001 um, when Mike was 12. So Mike's 26 now. So the, the, the two-man stage show is our relationship on stage. And then Mike and I also do keynote speaking uh, around our our relationship as well. So primarily uh, what we do, we speak to corporations, colleges, universities, high schools, middle schools, nonprofit organizations, um, you know, and we typically are, are speaking in the, in the realm of it's, it's motivational speaking with a message. And, and for me, Mike uh, uses a wheelchair. And one of my main messages is for people to see a person and not the wheelchair or the disability, and really bring brings awareness around 
individuals and basically brings awareness around everyone's abilities. And at the end of the day, our show is really a motivational, entertaining comedy show that has some real heart. That's awesome. So tell me, what was your dream as a child? I mean, is this something that you thought you would be doing? As a child, my dream was to, to play for the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my dream, that I would be cleanup hitter for the White Sox. And that did not unfold quite the way I wanted it to. Wait, I, who was the who was the cleanup hitter, you know, back in the day? Well, when I so when I was growing up, I, my first real uh my first big fan or idol was Ron Kittle. I love Ron. We have, we actually have a signed glove or a ball or something like that, that my dad has. We also have his, we also have his baseball card. And I say we, when it really means my brother, but he doesn't, he wouldn't mind sharing, but yes, we have one. Of Ron yeah, Kittle. So, he, so I remember, <laughs> uh, you know, in 1983, I was nine and that's when uh, he was a rookie. He had 35 homers, hundred RBIs. And that's when 30 homers, hundred RBIs really meant something. Yeah. It was just, so he, so Ron Kittle, you got Carlton Fisk, Fisk, Carlton Fisk, Robin Ventura. So those were those were my those were my and Harold Baines. Harold Baines, I was just gonna say Harold Baines. I remember him. He was he was my another. I actually mirrored my stance around Harold Baines. Now I'm a right hander. And Harold was a lefty, but I, I modeled my stance where he kind of has his, his front foot up yeah. in the air. And yeah. I'm not up in the air, but like on his tippy toes. Yeah. So that's, that's what I did. And I, modeled, <laughs> and I modeled my stance ball after Carlton Fisk because I thought he was so cool. With the, yeah, he had the, the lean back. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, so there you have it. So in terms of what you are doing for your business, and I know that you talked about it being a two-man show and the fact that you get paid based on the gigs that you do, right? right exactly. Now, how do you see right now because you've been you are in a bit of a transition this year where these shows are still a part of your business model. But talk to us about now what you're introducing to kind of really put some change into what you're doing. Right. This so I'm really going to start telling a story first before getting in into that. So, in 2012, um, Mike and I did a show in, in Owensboro, Kentucky. So, we've been doing this now since 2010. So this was kind of towards the beginning of our career, but, but uh, 20, uh, September 2012, we did a show in Owensboro, Kentucky, where it was a thousand seventh grade through through seniors in high school. A thousand students were in the in the in the audience, and it was at the River Park Center in Owensboro. River Park Center is a beautiful theater right on the river, ironically. Uh, and uh, we this story was told to us a couple weeks after we did the did the performance, but prior to the show. You know, the, the kids are, you know, getting bussed in and people are, you know, they're, they're loading the theater in because obviously it takes a while for a thousand kids to come into a, into a theater. So before the show started, there were these, I guess, I think there were freshmen in high school students and they were bullying the, some of the special needs students that were sitting in front of them. And that was something that, uh, you know, they, they were acting like jerks. They were they were calling them names, you know, like, like I said, being bullies. Yeah. And then after the show was over, they went up and apologized to all the special needs students and their teachers after they saw our show. 
Wow. So that was, that was really an awesome feeling for us. And really, you know, not that we were looking for validation, but definitely was validation that, you know, the message that we have is really resonating. That's awesome. So flash forward, uh, in February of 2015, Mike and I actually video recorded our show in front of 500 high school students. And um, we had four cameras to really capture it. And we actually did an evening show as well. So we filmed two shows, got all the footage from from the, the, the performances and edited it down to now we are making our show available to high schools and middle schools via the internet. So it's so that they can purchase it online. And we're also in the works of making that available for colleges and corporations. Also, we're still working out um, the uh, bugs on, on that. But So right now, you, the middle schools or high schools can purchase the product. Uh, high school product actually has a curriculum, an online curriculum that's uh, associated with it that is with uh, social-emotional learning standards and Common Core, all that good stuff where teachers don't have to look for codes or they don't have to do anything. Everything's done for them. We did all the, the, the behind the scenes work. And then for middle schools, we have pre and post discussion questions to keep, keep the learning going. Cause that's really what's, what's awesome about, about that is really our show really elicits conversation. So like when Mike and I, we, we do Q and A's pretty much after every show. And sometimes the Q and A is longer than the show. Wow. Uh, and and it's, you know, people will stay for 45 minutes, an hour, asking questions and then they'll come up and take pictures with us afterwards. So it, it gets to be kind of a, kind of a scene, which is pretty cool. Okay. So let's talk about your product specifically. What was it? I mean, how did you come up with this process? Take us through that process a little bit of taking what you know, cause this is definitely applicable for other people that have an expertise in a field, right? right. And, and talking about the fact that, wow, can I put an online product together? And the answer is yes, you can depending of course with the knowledge that you have it's translatable there's somebody out there that is looking for what it is that you do the expertise that you offer so you guys basically took your show with a very powerful message a socially conscious message that you feel that is very relatable and um, has a a lot of value for kids in school right exactly I mean it, it combats bullying it promotes inclusion and it builds community and we were able to edit it down to 55 minutes. So it's really in a class period. Um, so what we've done is take our show that has, I mean, every, everywhere we've gone, it really had, I mean, not to, to boast or brag, but everywhere we've gone, it's pretty much been standing ovations and rave reviews everywhere we've gone because the message hits home. It's, there's so many different layers to the show and everyone can take something out of it and really, change their life. And we've had a lot of different stories that, that have come to us and teachers and, and uh, administrators and people that are working in, in corporate America just having an amazing impact from what they saw Mike and I do on stage. Okay. So then can you talk about how you, you've packaged this whole product? You know, how are you delivering it? Right. So the way that we've done this, and this is uh, luckily because of our relationship, Patty, uh, you turned me on the click funnels. And that's how we have built the product in ClickFunnels, so everything's online now. More, you know, the, people are still going to probably have to call me to kind of get the uh, the, the four one one, so to speak, on the product. But um, everything's online, and it's you know we have a funnel where 
for right now what we've looked at when people hire us, typically they're teachers or parents when it's in a school setting. That's kind of how we get anywhere. Like a parent will have heard of our story or seen us and then they'll bring us to the school uh, you know, and then they'll make the decision and that's kind of how it goes through. So what we've done is we've created two separate funnels, one funnel for parents and one funnel for teachers. And when um, someone gives us their email, what happens is they get a PDF. It's basically, it's like a seven page document and it's all the information they need to bring to the schools to bring us to the school. As our Bosby Baller community is hearing this, it is definitely a passion project uh, for Tim and for Mike. And so this is just a, a reason to put something out there, right? So is a theme, is something that you know about that you want to share with the world. If you're passionate enough about it, you definitely can do that. So then basically what Tim took then, his strategy around it was who is it, who are the people that I'm looking to serve, right? And so in his case, it's the parents and the teachers. So it's a perfect example of how he is able to flex the message or how he's connecting to that perfect, uh, perfect target audience to attract so that he can tell his story. Here's how it's going to help you. This is our passion project and this is going to fill a gap in the market because this whole topic of bullying is so much of a heart centered theme that it resonates with people in a very big way, right? Exactly. It does. And, and, and that's why I, you know, I told that story earlier with where it, it was an immediate impact. Like as soon as the show was over, those kids said, really, wow, I, I'm, I'm an asshole. <laughs> it's what, what they said. Right. Yeah. And they, they realized the error of their ways and apologized. And that, and I, I don't know too many high school kids that have that kind of, um, wherewithal to, to really to go through with it. And that, that's what we, we decided that this is something that really needs to be on the masses. Cause Mike and I can only be in one place at one time. Right. So this is a way where we can be in 50 schools in one day. What, and that it would take us, you know, probably a year or six months to do 50 schools. It's such a cool testament to the power of online marketing and what you can do to get your message out there. So that's pro- providing a really perfect vehicle for you to do that. Okay. So as we're wrapping up then, okay. In your perfect scenario, who would have this product in front of them? And if somebody's listening, who are you speaking to and how right. can you tell them that I'm this speaking, is it? Yeah, I'm speaking to decision makers in high schools and middle schools that want to change their school for the better. They want to have a more inclusive school. They want to have a more more community in their school. So, And then also parents who maybe have a special needs child in, in middle school or in high school that want uh, they what, what kind of happens is parents call us and they, we had one story, uh, this, this woman in New York, her son was going into be a freshman in high school and he was severely physically disabled. And he was one of the first kids in that school to really be, uh, kind of mainstreamed. And she contacted the school and said, you need handicapped. This needs to needs to perform at this school because then my son will have a better experience in school because of the understanding that they're going to, they're going to see from the show. And that's, that's exactly what happened. So that's who we're talking to. We're talking to people that want change in schools, people that want to see bullying eradicated. And and I know that's a, that's a big claim, but our show will help put a dent in bullying. No question about it. Yay. 
And so, and so as we're wrapping up 2015, because we're getting into the fall, into pretty much the last four months of the year, where do you want to be by January of 2016, Tim? I want to be in 100 schools. That would be a, a great, a great start for for the end of uh, end of 2015. So our website's handicapthis.com, and digital product is where you'll find all the information for the middle school product and the high school product and all our future pro- digital products because we're definitely going to have some future products as well. Um, the, the other component that we didn't talk about, Patty, is uh, Mike and I also are making ourselves available for a Skype or a Google Hangout chat for 45 minutes. So if a school brings us in via you know the internet and whatnot, they can also have us come into the classroom on, on Google Hangout. We'll have a Q&A for 45 minutes with their with their students or however they want to do it we we can uh, talk with our students for 45 minutes. That's awesome. So you're very much leveraging the power of technology. Exactly. Right? As we wrap up, how important do you think it changes to a person's business model? I think it's imperative to to change and it's imperative to grow and we, I think we've said this in the past like if you're not if you're not growing you're dying and I think with our business model our business model was broken. And if we were not traveling, if we were not on the road, if we were not getting on a plane, we were not making making any money, really. So this is a way to leverage our time. This is a way to leverage our time and scale our business where we can be in multiple places at one time. So this is a way where we can literally make money while we sleep. Awesome. And if there is anything that we haven't covered in our He Said, She Said, Flip the Script edition that you want our Bosch Rebellers to know, please say it now. I would just say go to handicapthis.com. I, I said it before, <laughs> but that, that's really what uh, I think. If, okay, so if you are listening to this show right now and you have a child that's in middle school or you have a child that's in high school, get this program into your school's hands. That's what I would have to say because it's going to make a positive impact uh, in your school. And and they they receive the, they'll have the information for the entire school year up until like June 30th. So they can watch it multiple times. They can even use it as a fundraiser if they'd like to, uh, you know, parent teacher conferences. I mean, there's, this tool is multifaceted. You could use it in so many different ways. That's awesome. Okay. And our last questions from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I'm going to say your question. What sage, <laughs> what sage advice can you offer our boss ballers something that they can do in the next 24 to 48 hours so that they can move their business forward? My answer to that would be to dream. Uh, put, put something on paper and write down a dream that you have. And when you write that down, we've talked about it many times, the power of the pen is, is powerful. So write, write it down on a sheet of paper and really get clear on what you, what you want. Get clear on the vision that you want for your life because it's only, you can't hit a target that you can't see. So by having a target, it's going to help you get to where you want to go. There you go. There you have it. All right, Boss Ballers, this is our Flip the Script edition with Tim Wambach who is talking about his passion project of Handicap This, how his business model is evolving, changing for the better to spread the message of what he is doing in a bigger way. So we hope that you learned something from this episode as well. Please let us know what you think on Twitter or Periscope at Boss Free Society is our handle. We're scoping every day. Or you can certainly catch us over on Facebook, facebook.com 
forward slash Boss Free Society or at the Dojo, which is a group that we have of Boss Free Ballers doing really awesome things at facebook.com forward slash Boss Free Dojo. D-O-J-O, and we will catch you next time. Have a great one. Aren't you going to say bye-bye? Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook. <laughs>